This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Figure, let's put a bow on week 14, uh, first and foremost, before we get to looking ahead to some week 15 lines. And, Joe, when we're talking about the AFC wildcard picture, I think there were a couple of really fascinating games that I wanted to talk about real quickly. One of them was uh, the Jaguars and the Browns. Now, first off, Quick sidebar here when we're talking about the Jaguars. You guys recall, if you guys uh, were checking out the end of that game, even though Cleveland largely had it at hand, that Jacksonville, down four, decided to go for two so that they had a better idea of what they needed to do at the end of that game. And it goes back to one of the lessons we talked about, right? That, you know what? Three is not a key number with Jacksonville. Three is not a key number with Philadelphia or Washington. They go for two a good bit more. All of that stuff. So that stuff matters in terms of, you know, handicapping the Jaguars going forward. They're three-point dogs, three-point favorites, whatever it is. Doesn't matter that much. The other thing, too, is this Browns offense with Joe Flacco, it's kind of fun. This is kind of enjoyable. We know the defense is really good, but now with Joe Flacco, like, he's a resurgent, experienced quarterback. Not to mention, like, the Bengals with Jake Browning. That is a fun offense to watch. Like, we were worried that with some of these wild card teams that we would be dealing with, you know, a bunch of really bad backup quarterbacks. But in reality, we may have a bunch of random guys who are kind of saving the offense in the sport. So I ended up betting Cleveland yesterday because the number went down to two and a half. It was three at a lot of spots. But then, you know, once we got word that Trevor Lawrence was in, the, the market was moving. Um like during Betham Jim game day, it went down to one. Like, wait, what are we doing? Because we're going to have a hobbled Trevor Lawrence behind a third string left tackle. But you know what? That's not why Jacksonville lost that game. Trevor Lawrence had a, had a pretty good game for the most part. What did he end up with? Three touchdown passes? Like, I was surprised in that matchup on the road against that defense to do what they did. I thought it was pretty impressive. Um, and without Christian Kirk, that was that was visible. They, they needed him. Uh, Evan Ingram had a big game. And Ridley. So Kirk's going to be out a while. So Ridley gets 13 targets. I'm wondering if that's going to be a big part of this. Trevor Lawrence did not have a high ankle sprain, no matter what they told us during the week. <laughs> There's no way. Because he was out there Lies. on Sunday on a short on a short week. So, uh, yeah, we got lied to on that one. Cleveland looks strong. And they are so good at home. The defense was different um, than usual. But next week's going to be big. You're right about Flacco. And I'll – and these touchdown passes are deep shots, explosive plays mm-hmm. through the air with Flacco. I mean, I don't think anybody called that one, Aaron. Yeah, I was looking at it. Do we need to bet the Ravens, or not the Ravens, the Browns to win the division? Because at 8-1, to mm-hmm. one, it's kind of intriguing. I know we just talked about why are the Ravens such short odds for Super Bowl. 
but they have a tough schedule coming up and they haven't been that impressive if we're higher on the Browns maybe it's mm -hmm. worth a look they're what two games back Someone on the show was getting laughed at for supporting the Browns after Watson went down. I can't recall who was being laughed at. I can't. Do you guys Probably remember? Probably Jake again. <laughs> no, it was me. You guys couldn't believe oh, that you. I had the Browns in the playoffs. Oh. You couldn't believe that I had the Browns in the playoffs. And now they are minus 350. Could they win the division? Well, I guess, you know, part of that conversation is your belief in the other teams, right? Like, are Cincinnati a player now? I think, I mean, they can get into the playoffs. I really do think so. Like, Jake Browning's yeah. been fun to watch. And, it, like, this is still the Joe Burrow offense, but he's running the Joe Burrow offense, and he's running it really well. Like, it's been super impressive. He may have a career in this game for a little bit. Yeah. It's going to – listen, I, I have my questions about the Ravens, but in the end yesterday, they end up pulling away. They get the win. Uh, yeah. thanks to the punt return for the touchdown. So that's going to be the tough, the tough part for me is, mm -hmm. but I do think the Browns are in the playoffs. Like people are going to look at the wild card and, mm -hmm. Oh, AFC, it's so wide open. And and you're right. It is. Anything can happen. There's so many teams that, that are in, that could be out, out, that could be in, mm -hmm. but, but, but I think the Browns are going to get, they're the five now. I expect them to get one of those spots and they get the bears next week. They're favored by three. Gosh, They're going to be – as long as the defense is all right, like I, I think the Browns are going to be in, and it's really going to be about which two of the six make it for those six and seven spots. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel that way too. The Rams yeah. have been playing better, but the end to that game was exciting. I just think the wild. Ravens have looked vulnerable. I don't know. I'm just not as high yeah. on them as I was. I get it. I, I'm totally I with would, you. I would discount this idea that the Ravens defense was looking vulnerable or something. What if the Rams offense is just really good? Like, so what? Like, the conditions were not great. It was raining, East Coast, all that stuff. What if the Rams are just super impressive? And, like, especially mm -hmm. when we're talking about, like, the NFC wildcard picture. Like, if you're power ranking fun offenses, the Rams are up there, right? Especially what Kyron Williams has been able to do lately. And, you know, Nakua, Cup, all of that stuff. At some yep. point, we have to accept that, look, Sean McVay is still the head coach, and he is an offensive genius. And with these Ravens defensive backs, <laughs> it's feast or famine, right? Like, Hold it's up, not Ed, necessarily reliable. You laughed at me when I bet the Rams to make the playoffs, <laughs> and now you're coming full circle with the same argument. I got oh, an LA team, wasn't it? That. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It has nothing to do with that. I promise it doesn't. Besides, I've I like did mention Sean McVay and the weapons that they have when I made the argument at plus 310 for Rams to make the play. So I just want to put that out there. Now, and we didn't even know Puka existed at that point. Now we didn't, right. we didn't even know about Puka at that time. Or yeah, Kyron Williams. I just... like, he's mm -hmm. so impactful. He's meant. Yeah. I know. I mean, I don't want to say everything because there are so many weapons that they do have. But, yeah, no, they're scary. And, th and in the end, they lose that game. So now you're like, are mm -hmm. they going to be able to make it in? I, I don't know. They're yeah. dangerous, though. They're dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, th there were a lot of uh, pretty sharp betters that were on the plus seven and a half. And, yeah, once you get to overtime, that covers. Uh, man, good on you if you had them in a teaser. I hope you hit the other leg because 
you probably shouldn't have won that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what were what were our other legs that we recommended on Friday? Like the Buccaneers, like they won outright. Yeah. The Bills won yep. outright. So yeah, Bills. I mean the yeah, teaser legs we recommended were great. Yeah, they're all sweats, all real big sweats. <laughs> yeah, it's that's supposed been to be this, this time of year. Yeah, no, the Rams. The I mean, way, Washington, yeah. New Orleans, New York Giants. Next three. Hmm. So it's on them. They can get in easily. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, again, that offense is dangerous. And do we trust the other offenses are dangerous among those contenders? Probably not. Like the lesser of three evils, I suppose. And so that's that's mm-hmm. the look. Uh, speaking of the L.A. Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert might be done for the rest of the season uh, with a uh. finger injury, which is a tough break for him and tough break for the, uh, you know, the modicum of opportunity I guess the Chargers had in terms of making the playoffs uh but now on Thursday the Chargers are three-point dogs against the Las Vegas Raiders with a total of 33 and a half Joe do you believe in Easton Stick (laughs) what is that yeah I did have a couple kids on the team that had that baseball bat this year the Easton Stick they did very well high reviews so thinking about getting it for my son but, uh, yeah, awesome. I mean, let's also uh, – but before the injury, let's also remember that they didn't do anything with Justin Herbert on the field either. Mm-hmm. True. So don't just say, oh, it was a Herbert injury game. Like, no, halfway through that game, they didn't have anything. Their first points of the game, what, in the fourth quarter? So it was meaningless at that point from the Chargers and Easton Stick. Uh, boy, you had to just hate the sight of that game. The, the team you hate, the team you love, and then, you know, the, a lot of people are just on the – I didn't bet it. A lot of people are just on the Broncos because of the coaching mismatch with Peyton uh, against uh, the guy that should be fired next. We'll see if he actually does. But, yeah, I don't – is there a reason that Herbert plays again this year? Right? No. Isn't that where we're at? There's no reason. Mm-hmm. They're out. It's Even done. if there was some way he could recover from that finger injury, like why subject him to further harm, knowing full well that uh, what they they got a couple of tough games left. Why do that to him when basically yeah. the playoffs are you know not a possibility anymore at five and eight? And here are you you have Keenan Allen, and that's it. Like there was some excitement that mm-hmm. Palmer maybe was going to play, and then he ended up not playing yesterday. So yeah, what's what? I don't see the point in that. They're just going to ride it out, and hopefully they don't do that to Herbert. I would not do that to Herbert in the very end. Um, the, uh, 33 and a half is your total. How are we getting points mm-hmm. in this game? Aiden O'Connell, Easton Stick. This is Thursday Night Football. Feel the excitement. <laughs> we said that last week, <laughs> too, Johnston? and they did get points. But right. Yeah, big game. He has another big game. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps oh, this is ugly. It's terrible. Ugly. Yeah. Way not, easier not defense. Aiden O'Connell's going up against though. Like way easier challenge, I think. And maybe that's sure. the look. Or like Raiders team total overs or something. Because you know it'll be discounted massively because they didn't score anything at home. This is going to be different. It's going to be way easier for O'Connell to move the move the ball down the field. So you might get a discount as far as that goes. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. The Chargers offensive line just looked horrible, too. Maybe this mm-hmm. is a Raiders spot. 
Ugh, I don't even know if I could stomach that after what I just saw yesterday. Like laying three with the Raiders and Aiden O'Connell. No, thank you. I just can't. I know. (laughs) That is gross, isn't it? But we know a lot of people are gonna. Because, you know, Easton Stick isn't a thing. Yeah, it's a brand name. Yeah, (laughs) is that even a real person, real quarterback? I don't know. Uh, Uh, We do have a triple header on Saturday, boys and girls. Uh, That'll be fun. Vikings, Bengals, Steelers, Colts, Broncos, Lions. Why don't we start with uh, Steelers, Colts, just because it is so intriguing when we talk about this AFC wildcard picture. Colts are at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 42. Joe, what do you like here? Oh. Okay, that's more like it. Like we're we're all more comfortable yeah. taking the Steelers and getting points than laying yes. it, right? Like like we have mm-hmm. been. Like what was the last game? Yeah. It was six. Yeah, it was six last Thursday, minus six. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be Trubisky again. So <laughs> Trubisky yeah. against Minshew. What is this league? What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a desperate, big time, desperate spot for the Steelers going on the road. I mean. Yeah, I I would go Steelers or nothing. I don't think this number gets a three. Two and a half seems about right because that you'll get instant buyback, and I and I think there will be some Steelers support anyways. But um, we'll see. It's, it, Pickett's probably out again, right? It was going to be a few weeks. That, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Gotta check on yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds. About I mean, right. Steelers or nothing. As much as. I've been wanting the Colts to drop out of the playoff picture, but quarterback wise, I'd probably lean Colts here, right? So losers out, to- loser out of the playoffs. <laughs> not, yeah. not with this picture. I don't think so at all. Uh, okay, I, I think you can lose this game and still, you know, rattle off three more, get to ten and seven, and that's probably good enough. The- now, are they going to do it? Like in terms of overall quality of teams, that's the- a different question. The- the Steelers, yeah. I mean, they've got the Colts, Bengals, Seattle, and Baltimore. They're probably out of it if they don't win this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're not going to sweep. Mm-hmm. I love Steelers as a teaser leg to plus eight and a half. That might be my sure. play in the here and now. I know there's some juice threes out there. That's a good one. Um, so, you know, maybe that's that's the direction things are going. But while it's two and a half right now for Pittsburgh – Love it as a teaser leg. There, there may not be a place to pair it for the Saturday games, but you'll find something on Sunday to pair it with. Yeah. What What about the nightcap? This is the most interesting game of Saturday, right? Broncos like, how Lions. does Detroit respond? Yeah. How do they respond? Mm-hmm. They're back at home, so now Denver's going to go on, go on the road. What are they going to do against this defense? You know, Jared Goff. That's the other part of this. This poor play with the Lions lately. He's turning the ball over a bunch. That was the yes. calling card before. That was not happening, and it happened three more times yesterday. And they've been turning the ball over since like the week before Thanksgiving. It's been an ongoing yep. issue for the Lions. I don't think they can flip a switch and turn this off. And as I said, like listening to Dan Campbell, he just seemed kind of like, whatever, just a tough day for us. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. it, it's been a tough, it's been longer than just a day. So I yeah, like right. the Broncos plus the points. They're trending in a uh, better I, direction than the Lions are right now. I know turnovers are fluky and it, it can be luck or lack of luck, all of that stuff. But how yeah. have the Broncos gotten to this position? It's with takeaways. Right. There may be mm-hmm. some skill there, at least a little bit. 
And if Jared Goff is going to give them those opportunities with turnover-worthy throws, that makes this a very close game where, with the hook, maybe the Broncos is the play. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Minnesota, we have no idea of the quarterback. We have no idea of the quarterback. Could be one of three guys. Right. I'll just go Wildcat. That's their plan. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue our first look at Week 15 right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Continuing our look at week 15 of the NFL slate. And of course, the game of the week is the Cowboys and the Bills. And this spread has slightly moved all the way down to Bills minus one and a half. And you would expect that to go from two just because the Cowboys uh, had a phenomenal showing against Philadelphia last night. The total of 49 to me is really, really intriguing as far as potential bets I want to make. But, Joe, with the spread and total the way it is for this game, what stands out to you? Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be more Dallas support, if this is going to be closer to a pick So what is it? what is the line telling us? Well, the one thing that stands out is that the market, like Casey Buffalo yesterday, they're saying that Buffalo-Dallas on a neutral is a pick because, you know, Buffalo at home, so they get the point and a half, which is closer to where we're at for home field these days. Uh, again, again, a six-loss Bills team. The books, the betting market, is saying they are just as good as with these Super Bowl contenders in the top five. That's what, that's what I find so amazing about the Bills. Even though they've had all these troubles, they haven't been able to stop anybody before yesterday. And, you know, Josh Allen is so good. That offense is so explosive that they still get the respect in week 14 and week 15 to be right there with the Super Bowl contenders. It's just a matter of them getting in the postseason. Yeah, I really like this Bills resurgence that we're seeing. It's like we had all wondered, you know, what even at the beginning of the season, they were a complete team. They should be able to do something this year. And now everything seems to be going their way at the right time. But I think the same can be said for the Cowboys as well. They seem to be clicking at the right time. I think this should be a pick em, So it's probably bills or nothing for me. I, I want to go back to this idea of basically the book saying that the Cowboys and bills are basically the same team in terms of power ratings or whatever, because Mm-hmm. First off, the Bills, like that defense, it's atrocious. Like, let's let's yes. get that out there and make sure that that's kind of the overarching belief. But do we really believe that Josh Allen is that much better than Dak Prescott? Like, Prescott is playing out of his mind right now. That offensive line at times has let him down, and he is still saving the day. He still has C.D. Lamb. He still has, you know, Jake Ferguson. Like, and Brandon Cooks was fantastic. Are we really sure that Dak is significantly worse than Josh Allen because I haven't seen it all year. Stefan Diggs was shut down yesterday. He couldn't get anything yes, he going. Was. He was completely, yeah, just taken out of that game. I think it's now seven straight games. Stefan Diggs has not had 100 yards. He's not that elite receiver that, that he was talked about in the past, that he played to, not, not at least this year in that offense. So... And don't you think, that and, would, and Joe, don't yeah. you think 
is that like the way that this offense is evolving for the Bills, that he will have an even smaller role because of the tight yes. ends, because they're throwing to the running backs a little bit more. So like it's not yep. just, you know, Diggs not being elite. Like now the opportunities are going to go down. It's Cook. It's Kincaid. Uh, they keep trying to, to get Gabe Davis going at times. And I'm, I'm like, you know, you're looking for Diggs. They, it used to be all about Diggs. Everything ran through Diggs. That is no longer mm-hmm. the case. I, w- when you pose that question, I'm thinking, man, I'd love to see Josh Allen with, with the group of weapons that mm-hmm. Dak has. And I'm not trying to say it's a San Francisco situation where, you know, you want to take away Dak's credit because of the players around him being so much better. But, man, if you had a CD Lamb in Buffalo, could you imagine what Josh Allen would be doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my I know. If you look at DVOA, so Dallas ranks fifth, Bills rank sixth, and then they have the Bills offense rank third, defense rank 15th, and then the Cowboys are ranked sixth, respectively, offense and defense. So if you look at DVOA, they're pretty evenly matched too. Yeah, and that's that's a fair point to make. I mean, Allen has played at a really, really high level. It's just that things just, you know, in terms of the record and maybe untimely mistakes, all of those things, you know, haven't gone his way. I, I think that's a certainly fair thing to say in well, terms of projecting things going. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say with, with home field, I mean, the Bills are so mm-hmm. good there. Is it more than they a are. point and a half? Mm-hmm. This time of year. Like. Two, two and a half, closer to even three in some – I mean, I, I hate to say three for home field. I, I, I can never go that far, but – I know, but they're that's good fair. there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I also think home field advantage like this season, I think it's like 2.2, something like that. Like, it's, it's more than a point and a half. So, you know, maybe there is still the concession. Yeah, the Cowboys are better, but still the point is they're not that much better. And I go, well mm-hmm. – in terms of complete things, like, do we hate Mike McCarthy that much? Is that part of the problem? I don't know. <laughs> What's the deficiency that we can point to to say, yeah, the Cowboys are not as good as we think? Yeah, there's nothing to pick apart there. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. And, and both teams, what's so fascinating is they're coming off huge spots. It was season on the line mm-hmm. for Buffalo. This is a game they, they circled all year. And the division was on the line. And their chances at a number one yeah. seed for Dallas was on the line. And, and a big spot there, prime time at home. So uh, it, it's not like you can you can point to that either. Like, oh, it's going to be a bit of a letdown. Or, oh, how could they get amped up like that again? Well, you know what? It's the Bills season on the line again. You know, if the Cowboys want to win this division, they can't give up if they, wa- they want to avoid right. being a wild card. They, ca- they can't give up on any week. Mm-hmm. It's I a mean, good point about Steve the home Kornacki field. told us. Yeah. I yep. do think this time of year, I mean, right now it's snowing, but it is cold there right now. And you, you've got a Cowboys mm-hmm. team that's just not used to that type of weather. Go. I like that. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing that worries <laughs> me is, is the, the Bills defense. You know, against this Cowboys offense, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, It's funny you bring that up, Aaron, because I did uh, come across this tweet the other day. Uh, 15 degree. All right, let's see. From deep value better. uh, When it comes to temperature changes from one climate to the next, if a team is undergoing, say, a 15 degree or greater difference uh, compared to what they're normally used to then teams lose by an average of 4.2 points. 
So think of all these like Southern teams going up to Lambeau Field or, you know, some other super cold climate. That's exactly what the Cowboys are doing from something climate controlled at AT AT&T Stadium to something that's going to be in the 40s in all likelihood. Maybe a little breezy. It'll be clear in all likelihood. But still, though, that difference, you know, that'll do different things to you. Well, you know, it's early, and we went through this last week with the totals changing, dropping earlier in the week, and then it looked like it wasn't going to be that bad, and it wasn't as impactful Mm -hmm. as we thought it was going to be yesterday. If you look ahead right now for Buffalo for mid-December, this is mild. Mm 49-degree high is what they're looking at for Sunday the 17th. Now, they could have wind. Maybe that comes into play. They're saying it's a week out, but they're saying 16-mile-per-hour winds, so that could be a thing. But as far as temps, that's warm for mid-December in Buffalo, New York. But also it's a 430 kickoff. Is 426 right. kickoff, that temperature's going to start dropping. Drop. My phone says 45, not 49, so I don't know. It'll drop quickly That's during that. That's kind of warm. That's warm for this time mm-hmm. of year and there. Like we're, not if you're, you're used to 70s. Expecting. Yeah. I just think it, mid-December at Buffalo, yeah. it's usually much worse than this. Well, there's plenty mm-hmm. of time for it to change, too. <laughs> yeah. It, it changed last week, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The, the <laughs> a weather debate here. This is oh. awesome. Do we have, like, a Doppler radar to get the answer for uh, all of these weather concerns uh, going back and forth? Uh, total's also going up to 49 and a half since we last spoke. I love the under here. This could be the Tony Pollard show, yeah. by the way. If there is that slight breeze, then don't they keep it on the ground? Not to mention... I thought Pollard played really well. I thought the rushing attack for the Cowboys, I thought that made a stride last night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, for sure. Now it was a soft matchup, but uh, sure. But yeah, I mean, and this Bill's defense is beat up. I mean, it, remember, mm-hmm. it's it's not like it's, oh, it's such an impressive performance no 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 that was about the Chiefs offense just doing what they've continued to do they're, they're just in a sad state of affairs right now so uh can't wait for this one man this is going to be a lot of fun yeah. um look that's definitely the game of the week for sure oh yeah 
No doubt about it. Uh, how about we go choose your own adventure here? What's another game uh, on this week 15 slate for Sunday uh, that stands out to you uh, as far as, you know, key spread movements and all that good stuff? Well, uh, we get to see the Titans tonight, but the Titans mm-hmm. are two-point favorites against the Texans. Hmm. Yep. We'll get word on C.J. Stroud. How, yeah, how serious is it? What we saw yesterday, it looks to be that he's going to be missing this game. But Houston was minus three and a half on the look ahead. The Titans could lose by five touchdowns tonight. Are they still going to be a two-point favorite against the Texans? And and all the other weapons. What if it's not only Davis Mills, but what if it's also receiver one, receiver two, tight end one? Like It could be just a bunch of backups with Davis Mills, and that will bring us back to a few years ago. It could be ugly. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's trending that way for me in terms of the Texans. I mean, offensively, guys are dropping like flies over there. I don't yeah. think it's going to be good. It's it's sad. I mean, they had such a great season, but I think they're done with all these injuries. It does, I, I don't have a lot of confidence that they can get healthy and keep rolling like they were. Mm-hmm. You think they're done that like, even if Stroud comes back in two weeks, that this is too much of a hole where well, they could probably lose this game ne- next week. And Nico Tank yeah. Dell. I mean, the list just keeps Schultz. going on and on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's fair. And I mean, when you're dealing with a team that was really bad just a season ago and you, you know, get an influx of good talent, but then they're going away. I think that makes a lot of sense. The other thing too, is that, Yeah. There's not a whole lot to be proud of uh, if you're a Titans fan right now, but the rushing attack is still really good. And do we trust Houston's defense to be able to contain Henry and Spears? I wouldn't make that argument at this point, especially with the Titans being at home. That also might matter, you know, taking a dome team uh, out of their comforts. So I almost want to wait for the Titans to get absolutely obliterated tonight, see the line move, and then back the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I See, wouldn't be too worried about it. As far as I'm concerned. Good performance out of the Titans. I'm not worried about that. And then the number gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to three. Mm-hmm. I just, the the probability of that happening, not not all that high. Um in the last segment we mentioned the Saturday games, but we didn't really get to this one. Is Cincinnati mm-hmm. minus four against Minnesota too much or about right? It's basically how much do we believe in Browning? And, and that was a pretty much non-competitive game yesterday. They take care of business. Cincinnati does at home where they're going to be for this, for this game against Minnesota. And then, you know, the Vikings, I don't think it's going to be Dobbs. I expect it to be Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall or something like that. And Jefferson gets injured again yesterday. Like this Bengals, this uh, Vikings thing looks awful. It's just they got Hawkinson and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I could back the Vikings anymore. I was hoping yeah. last week that Dobbs would be able to turn things around, but now it's looking like he is who he is. So it's probably going to be Nick Mullen season. And if that's the case, even either, either guy, I mean, they've got a bunch of injuries, so I don't think I could back the Vikings anymore. It's not just Nick Mullins. It's also that this Bengals defense might be respectable down the stretch. Maybe we need to start buying into that unit just a little bit more because Trey Hendrickson in that last game, he was there to party. 
Seven pressures, two sacks, five quick pressures against the Colts tackle he was largely lined up against. I think those individual playmakers, they matter a great deal. And look, the Colts did not blitz Browning at all in that game, or or much at all. And the okay pressure Uh rate, sure, but Browning was still fantastic to me. Like, I think he is going to sustain that uh, for the next little bit, in large part because they're using the play-action game a good bit more. So what is it about Minnesota that makes you believe that they can keep this game close, especially if Browning just goes nuts and that offense is, yes, again, it's Burrow's offense, but Browning can run it. He's, he knows it more than well enough. You know who's going to get blitzed? Jake Browning on Saturday. Uh, that's for darn sure. Exactly. Vikings defense. Um, another, obviously, Browning getting all the attention on the offensive side for Cincinnati. Jamar Chase, he didn't have a big game yesterday, but he's going to get all the looks as well. What also has been big, this combo of Mixon and Chase Brown, like both involved in the mm-hmm. passing game as well. Chase Brown had that big touchdown yesterday. Like there are a lot of reasons to kind of get behind Cincinnati right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That division just got good all of a sudden. Like, I know we always were, like, really high backups. on it. But now, like, yeah. it's all circle of life stuff. It is circle yeah. of life. We are all looking out at the prairie at the top of the cliffside and seeing the AFC North's kingdom <laughs> here. Yeah. Everybody lay in the yep. four? We're going to do that with Cincinnati? Sure. Why not? Let's have fun. Get there. Let's all do it I together. Get there. Three and a half. Yes. Two. Three and a half, I see. Oh, yeah. Three and a half's out there? Mm-hmm. Probably not no. for long. All right. This is Becky All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning. That's our favorite plays for tonight right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Good. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. That guy who lost his wedding ring on the plane, Aaron, why didn't you just play that song in his ear for the rest of the flight just to teach him a lesson? <laughs> I was hoping I... my dirty looks would have uh, done the trick for him. I can be mean. 
Don't you worry. <laughs> did you, you got did you hint. kick? Or any kicking of the chair after that moment? No, and my daughter slept the whole time. So mm. she couldn't even give him payback. Because she was taking the tray table up and down. And the lady was, yeah. on the way there was passive-aggressively giving me the... You know, I'm like, uh, hi. <laughs> right. She's also a radio host, also kvetching uh, on her respective show. So this is fun. It's back and forth. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But first, a couple games to uh, discuss uh, in terms of looking ahead to Week 15. How about the uh, Ravens-Jaguars, the Sunday night affair? Uh, this spread is moving a little bit. Ravens are at minus three with a total of 43 and a half, Joe. Yeah, at Jacksonville, where Jacksonville is pretty terrible, <laughs> at least this year. And don't have carts. Yes, they do not. Uh, the number coming down, well, j- just having Trevor Lawrence out there yesterday was, was certainly pretty big for them. I don't. I don't expect to see another Ravens performance from the defense like we saw yesterday. But, you know, hey, for Jacksonville to put up that many points on the road, I mean, I mean, not uh, not the I'm talking about the Rams, what the Rams did to that Ravens defense. I don't expect that to happen, uh, but it's interesting that there's Jacksonville support coming in. I don't know. Is that just, okay, you won, but you were lucky to win uh, on the Ravens mm-hmm. side? What is that? Maybe, but what is there to like about this Jaguars team? Their pass rush stinks. They only got to Flacco like one time. And Christian Kirk is like Trevor Lawrence's best friend. I'm starting to think Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley just have zero chemistry because they don't look like they're on the same page. I don't think Calvin Ridley's up to his potential. The two of them just, it's not working. So I think the Christian... Kirk, they're really missing him. So I I like the Ravens in this spot, minus three and a half. Also looks like uh, the Seahawks are taking home money versus the Eagles. Uh, This number is down to Seahawks plus three and a half. Uh, What stands out as far as that line movement? I I mean, yesterday was a lot closer than we thought, right? It was Seattle and Drew Uh Locke being out there. The line kept climbing and climbing. So it depends when you bet San Francisco. If you got San Francisco earlier in the week, that was a cover for you. If you waited and waited and then you bet them after you saw that Drew Locke was in, then that ended up being a loser for you. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting on Seattle. Did I see something where I want to back them? Or is it just a Philly fade? Right, that mm-hmm. that seems to be more of what that's about. Like, Philly's yeah. fraudulent. That's what people are walking away from the last two weeks. They're fraudulent. Maybe people fought it early on. The record was too good. They they made the Super Bowl last year. It's carrying over. And then, no, no. This, this other Super Bowl contenders, the NFC, have showed, like, hey, no, you can get to this team and you can beat them up. I think it's an overreaction to what we saw from the Eagles. And Nick Sirianni, he was swearing, saying his players have been through stuff and that, you know, that kind of stuff is going to help them. I mean, maybe this is like the flower speech he gave and then the team never lost (laughs) a game after that. Maybe he'll run that speech back. So I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I still like the the Eagles. Yeah, give him the Eagles in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know Seattle's still fighting for things, but that defense is just so bad right now. And Drew Locke, like he's capable of an absolute dud. We've seen this uh-huh. enough from him. 
yeah, I, I don't know where the optimism is supposed to be for Seattle. Meanwhile, Philly, like, yes, it was up against the Cowboys. And, like, it was at their place. Like, they play really, really well there. It's okay. It's okay to lose a game like that. Like, let's not freak out about it. So, definitely I'm with you guys. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on now to lightning bets. Uh, I've got uh, my Monday night football card beginning with Titans team total under 15 and a half at minus 104. Dolphins have been playing a good bit more split safety shells over the last few weeks with Jalen Ramsey returning, trusting their secondary to take away explosives, and it's worked. They have one of the better defenses. In fact, it's the ninth best defensive success rate against area against uh, 10 plus air yard throws and so i expect those explosives to be taken away again which means what can you expect from will levis and company just about nothing they might run the ball a little bit more but game script might prevent such things so i think they score fewer than 15 and a half points tyreek hill how do we bet his yardage well i think they are going to highlight him a good bit the dolphins will so i'm going to go over 125 yards at plus 144 and then finally jordan love interception at even money i believe jason lock and fora uh proposed this idea make sure to check out our podcast wherever you podcast in case you missed that interview but without christian watson i do not trust this packers uh passing offense especially if they're going to throw it beyond 20 air yards these balls will be up for grabs uh maybe some batted in the air and i do expect at least one interception from Mr. Jordan Love, Joe. All right. Well, speaking of Jordan Love, I am backing the Packers. I already have six and a half in. The market's at six. Don't know if we'll get back to that number of uh, six and a half. I'm taking the Giants as uh, as the dog here. Coming off the bye, a couple of wins. I think they can hang. Uh, Green Bay, just so many guys injured. I know this is the norm for Green Bay over the last few years. But, I mean, we're talking five, six starters missing this game. Christian Watson, Quay Walker, Jair Alexander, probably Aaron Jones all missing this one. So I think the Giants are actually going to hang around, and this will be the competitive game between the two. I hope one of them is. I'm taking the Giants and the points as a big home dog. And in the other game, Titans-Dolphins expect Miami to play from out in front. And I think we're going to see plenty of running Titans, they're going to be missing uh, Jeffrey Simmons, maybe Tier Tart. He's questionable. We'll find out uh, later on today if he's going to be a go. I'm going to go with Achan. Over 53 and a half rushing yards. Uh, similar game script last week to, to what we expect tonight with Washington. And then Achan ended up with 17 carries, uh, 73 yards against the Commanders. And I think they're going to be fine. Teams have actually been running on the Titans a, a little bit this year, and now they're beat up. So I, I think that's going to continue tonight when Miami's ahead. Give me A-Chan over on the rushing yards. Love it. No three-plus touchdowns? Sorry. It's just Aww. like you look at some of these numbers, <laughs> and it's just insane. I, mean, I was looking at A-Chan. He's a guy that could blow He had two touchdowns last week. You know, Mostert's always going to get into the end zone, but hey, there's plenty of touchdowns to go around in this offense. Like, I was looking at A-Chan's numbers, and then there are some sites that put three-plus touchdowns, five-to-one. It's crazy. Crazy. I, yeah. You know, the Mostert number was was off, too. It's uh, pretty interesting. Please don't bet it, is basically what they're asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm starting off. Jordan Love over nine and a half rushing yards. He's gone over that nine times this season. And I thought to myself, you know, 
there's some things I like. Couple double doubles. I like Tyreek. Tyreek Hill has scored a touchdown in all but two games this season. However, he's minus 190 anytime touchdown. So I am going to parlay my guys. Nikola Jokic, who has 21 double doubles in 22 games, minus 1,200 at BetMGM. And then Sabonis, who has 16 double-doubles in 20 games. He's minus 650. Tyreek Hill, anytime touchdown, minus 180. You put it together, minus 111. But I'm parlaying all those guys. I like their chances to get this done. Two double-doubles and a Tyreek anytime touchdown. So that'll be my fun parlay for the day. Are we sure you're not in Sacramento right now? (laughs) Uh... Not sure I'd want to be there. Wow! No, say someone who's never been to Sacramento. Like I don't think it's uh, you know it's right above. Are, it's right there California? with Houston on places I want to go yeah. back to. You know, or <laughs> Do you guys remember Famously, when uh, the people the people in Sacramento were really mad at Gashu last year because he was talking about how they were going to go under the win total and they smashed it like halfway through the season and they destroyed him on uh-huh. air. That was that's, that's they're real angry. Right then and there was when I fell in love with San Francisco. Love that city now. What about Sacramento? <laughs> What'd I say? San Francisco? San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe because I was thinking I'd rather be there, too. Yeah. yeah it's all the same, too. right? Basically. Yeah. Gorgeous. Same general area. Not that far. Never been. It's like how the Giants and Jets play in New Jersey. Uh, basically, as an East Coast totally person, that's what I'm comparing thing. it to. <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, anytime right. I've talked to anybody about Sacramento, they're like, there's homeless people <laughs> yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a state capital. Don't like state capitals always have like more homeless people than other cities. Hmm. I, I didn't know. know that. Can you? How many state capitals can you guys nugget? name? Harrisburg, oh, Springfield, Albany. Harrisburg's the first one. Duh, yeah. Tallahassee. Well, yeah, Pennsylvania. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Bat the Rouge. list was a lot longer when I was younger. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Uh, what's it? Birmingham? What? No, I don't think that's one. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> New York Giants <laughs> plus six. Montgomery. It's <laughs> yeah, a quick list. Concord, Montpelier, uh, Giants plus go. six. Uh, I'm there as is well. Madison, also, <laughs> yes, there <laughs> is. And we've hit our daily quota. <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> I was looking at Saquon props. Packers run defense hasn't actually been as bad as it used to be. Um, So I can't quite get there. So just the Giants (laughs) plus six. And But I will say, if you want to look at next week, I know they haven't played this week, but like, what could possibly happen for this number to go up? Giants are six-point dogs next week against the Saints. Like, that'll be good for me as well. uh, The Saints are like six to anyone. I know what the score said. The Saints sucked yesterday. They had like 200 they yards. They did. <laughs> they got yes. outgained by over 100 yards. And as someone holding yeah. Panthers plus five and a half, oh, terrible. Yeah. That's all I got. By the oh, way, my Washington. condolences to your Indiana Pacers, by the way. Oh, God. We don't have. Uh, yeah. He, he, yeah. He went. Yeah. See? I see that. It was a good run. It was a good run. <laughs> yeah. Commanders Rams over 48 and a half. Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. I promise it wasn't a shot. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Take care, everybody.